0: Hey everybody, welcome. This is Joe McCall and this is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast, In Your Car. <music> Hope you all are doing well. Uh, I am in my car right now, stuck in traffic, bumper to bumper, the parking lot of St. Louis Freeway. Uh, just crazy. I'm like, what is this? I'm not used to this. <laughs> actually, my mom is in town over the weekend. It's Monday. <clears throat> There's a Cardinals game tonight, and I am actually um, stuck in traffic because I just dropped her off at the airport. It was really good to see her. And my uh, stepfather, Richard and uh really awesome and i had to drop them at the airport and here i am stuck in rush hour traffic now st louis i should not complain when you because i've been to la i've been to dallas been to atlanta during rush hour traffic and they are pretty bad right but my goodness i can't imagine having to drive in this every day i would I wouldn't do anything bad to myself, (laughs) but I would, uh, that would be, oh, insane. I feel so sorry for these people. But, um, wow, I I just wanted to uh, say, listen, if you are stuck in your J-O-B just over broke and you're fighting traffic every day, stop, get out. Like, seriously, you if you're dabbling with real estate, if you're just kind of playing with it, toying around with it and you are treating it more like a hobby, not like a business. You're just kind of, "Oh, I'll test it out and see if this thing works." Just get stop it. You got to take this seriously. Like if you are stuck in this kind of traffic every day and you're mad, what well, you need to get a little more mad and get out and start doing more marketing and start talking to more sellers and start making more offers. So you don't have to be stuck in this traffic. You shouldn't be stuck in this traffic. And if you are, maybe, you know, and you can't quit your job yet, maybe you should talk to your boss about working a couple days from home a week. I mean, with the internet these days and technology, you can work literally anywhere from the world. I know when I had my job as a project manager and an engineer because my degree was in civil engineering so I worked for a general contractor and later on a, a electrical contractor I could have done like 90% of my job from home it's crazy in fact I remember I was really really close to just hiring a VA and not telling my boss my company and just having a VA do a lot of the work for me because there's so much busy work, paperwork stuff that I could have had a VA do half of my job. I would have paid for the VA, but it just would have allowed me to do more important things and really increase my productivity. So, anyway, all right, what do I want to talk about today? I want to talk about the three R's when you are renegotiating a contract with a seller. The three R's of renegotiating contracts. And this is one of the greatest fears a lot of beginning investors have. is what if I don't find a buyer? What if I have to back out of my contract? What am I gonna do? And it petrifies a lot of people, and a lot of times it places people in such fear that they never actually do a deal because they're so afraid of what if this doesn't work? And they're afraid of failure. They're afraid of, well, I get this property under contract. What if I can't find a buyer? First of all, I wanna give everybody the permission to renegotiate your deals with your sellers it's not a big deal relax take a deep breath you can renegotiate with your sellers I almost got in an accident this Nissan Murano right in front of me <laughs> he was he wasn't in front of me a minute ago he was behind me and we were merging into the same lane thank you Lord <laughs> so anyway so f- some people get freaked out about that, right? And I want to g- tell you to stop. You don't need to get freaked out about it. It's totally okay to go back to the seller and renegotiate your deal. Now, some people will renegotiate every deal they get under contract. I don't think you should do that. That's just not my personal preference. I know people that do it. And so, you know, I'm not gonna telling you, I'm not gonna hear, sit here and tell you that it's wrong. It's business. Okay, So you just got to use your own personal judgment on that. But there are times that you should renegotiate your contract. In fact, you'd be doing the seller a disservice if you don't renegotiate your contract because it's better than canceling it. So every time you get a property under contract, you should have some kind of contingency in there, right? An inspection contingency, due diligence contingency, uh, financing contingency, whatever it is, right? So during that contingency period, and you should have at least a couple weeks for an inspection, right? You should know within those couple weeks whether you have another buyer you can sell your contract to, or if you want to proceed and go ahead with the contract yourself, right? So you should know. And if you're having problems, well, there's a couple reasons why. We talked about this in a previous episode, right? It's usually because it's overpriced, or it's because you're not putting it in front of the right audience, Okay, so anyway, it's okay to renegotiate. And so if you don't have a buyer, uh, you need to talk to the seller and you need to negotiate, you need to renegotiate a lower price with your buyer as soon as possible. Ideally, before the contingency is up, right? And if they won't renegotiate a new price, then you need to cancel your contract and get out of it. Okay, then you get your earnest money deposit back. And it kind of bites, it's a little humiliating, it's embarrassing maybe. You have to go to the seller, tell him you were wrong, but that's okay. It's okay to do that, that's business. So stop making a big deal out of it. Now I want to give you a little trick on what to say to the sellers and a a way to give them a good set of um, arguments or reasonings of why you need to renegotiate your price so you don't sound like an idiot. Now, I'm borrowing these from a friend of mine, Peter Vexelman. You've heard us on the podcast series before, Brilliant at the Basics. And he has a really, really good tool that he uses when he renegotiates his deal, and it's called the three R's. Rentals, repairs, and resale. Rental, repair, and resale. So basically, the conversation goes like this, Mr. Seller, when we go into a contract and we start evaluating a deal whether we want whether we can buy it or not we look at three different things and we stick this these numbers into a spreadsheet and it spits us out a number this is what we evaluate all of our deals with and when we look at deals we look at what the rental what the rentals are the rents of similar homes in the neighborhood what we can get out of rent we also look at what it would take to repair the property and get it all fixed up And we also look at resale value, what the market's worth and what what the market says the house is worth now and what the resale, what we feel like the resale value will be in a couple, three years or more, okay? Now, when we have evaluated your property, we're just not making the numbers work. And I'm sorry, but we're going to have to either renegotiate a lower price or walk away. I really apologize, but that's just what the numbers are telling us. Okay, you see where I'm going with this? I'm blaming it on the numbers. I'm blaming it on the spreadsheet, whatever spreadsheet it is that you're using, and I don't have one to give to you, but I'm blaming it on fundamentals. I'm blaming it on something that you can't really argue against, right? It's not just like saying to the seller, Well, I'm sorry, you know, this price isn't low enough, or uh, it's going to take more work than we thought it was going to be. You can't. Uh, you can't negotiate. Just a second, sweetie. I'm with Jewel. She just. She's calling me. If you hear me, her. her hear her in the background. So it gives. It just makes your reasoning sound more intelligent, and it makes it harder. Makes it a lot harder to argue against, right? Um, because they could say you're, you're giving them three reasons, and it's. Th- this is why I like this so much. Is you're giving them three reasons why. Not just one because they're going to shoot that argument down or they're going to complain about that or, you know, um. it's, that's why it's important to have three different reasonings. So it sounds reasonable. It sounds fair. You can't argue against that. And when you use some logic and thinking, like it's at least halfway sounding like you're intelligent, that you know what's going on, and you have looked at the numbers and you're, you're off base, And maybe it's all, it is really all three things. You know, you underestimated the rent, you underestimated the repairs, and you underestimated the resale value. Blame it on your spreadsheet. Blame it on the numbers. Blame it on your boss. Blame it on your financial partners, you know? It's just okay to use these as excuses because you did make a mistake. You you got into this deal with not enough margin, and it's better to know that go into this up front be honest with the seller and and get it over with it's like a band-aid you know Um, just better to rip it off as quickly as possible and you'll find that most sellers may not like it but they're going to be they're going to understand and they can't really argue against reason they can't argue against logic and a lot of times they will allow you to renegotiate the deal okay so is that helpful the three r's hope so i hope i've been making sense on this podcast and not been rambling too much traffic is still heavy so i might actually even do another episode just because i don't know i could talk about real estate right now all right guys listen if you want some help one-on-one i'm going to give you a website to go to if you go to reijo.com, you can get on the phone with me and schedule a strategy session i am right now opening up some coaching slots either one-on-one or group coaching and let's get on the phone and talk about your business, where you are now, where you want to be and what are the roadblocks stopping you from getting there. And I love these strategy sessions, they're kind of like free consulting calls, I get on the phone with folks, I talk to them about usually just give one or two like really good things that you could do to grow your business and then at the end I say listen if you want my help with implementing those two or three things then let's do you want my help to do it if you're interested in that kind of a consultation kind of a free strategy session just go to rei now listen here's the criteria you can't be flat broke okay you need to have at least 500 to 1,000 bucks to invest in marketing all right if you don't have any money to invest in marketing you probably don't have any money that to afford coaching or if that's all you have and you I, you know in other words after you're paying coaching I still want you to have some money left for marketing does that make sense so but we can get on the phone and talk about that i don't have hard and fast pricing like a menu of what you pay for this and you get this it's pretty negotiable we'll get on the phone and talk about it but my coaching is not cheap and it's not expensive either it's a, it's a lot less expensive than what you might think if you're interested in talking to me about coaching then go to reijo.com there's a survey it'll ask you some questions about your business I want to know kind of like what are the one or two most important things to you right now that you need help with I want to know where you are in your business now where do you want to be and let's come up with a game plan a game plan to get you where you want to be is that cool so if you're not interested in coaching then don't go to reijo.com and schedule the call all right I don't want to I don't want to waste anybody's time I don't want to waste your time cool all right I look forward to talking with you guys soon oh and I have a phone number I have a new podcast hotline where if you have any comments on the show, if you have any uh, thoughts or if you have questions, you want to ask me questions, you can either text or call this phone number. And if it's a good question, I will answer it on a future episode. 636-255-8815. Again, 636-255-8815. All right. See you, guys. Take care.